Hello, this is Cacophony, and I'm Steve Thomas. We're listening to some pieces that I've lumped together under the theme of New Beginnings to mark the start of the Cacophony project, and today we're going for a traditional curtain raiser. Some of my favourite pieces are overtures, and the simple reason for this is that they're designed to be catchy, they're often quite short, and they're packed full of goodness. It's often the case that the composer writes the overture to the show after they've written everything else, in many cases at the last minute before the premiere, and when they write it last, they're able to use some of their best tunes from the opera, and in a few short minutes provide a kind of purely musical synopsis of what to expect over what might be a fairly long few hours. By chance, this New Beginnings section has ended up with two biblical pieces, and this sits quite neatly alongside Haydn's creation. Giuseppe Verdi's opera Nabucco has a plot like many other operas, it's full of political intrigue and a love story between people who shouldn't be lovers. The opera is very loosely biblically based. It's set in the time of the Old Testament Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar, He's at war with the Hebrews, and the star-crossed lovers in this case are his daughter and the nephew of the king of Jerusalem. The king's other daughter's in love with him too. This was Verdi's third opera, and the first in which he starts to home in on family anguish, particularly relationships between fathers and daughters. Verdi wrote this opera when he was 27. In the previous two or three years, he'd lost both his young children in infancy, and then his wife as well. That kind of loss feels pretty inconceivable to me. So perhaps it's no surprise that he returns to this subject of parent-child relationships in lots of his operas that are to follow. He was devastated by the loss, and this, coupled with the disastrous response, critically and at the box office, to his second opera had him on the point of giving up music altogether. In the event, he wasn't done for nearly another 50 years, and writes his last great opera when he's 80. Incidentally, and in case you're ever a contestant on Pointless, an opera comes up, the unknown second opera is called King for a Day. Getting back to the music, as I said, composers often incorporate tunes from the opera into their overtures. And in this one we get to hear, and you'll probably recognise, Fa Pensiero, or the Chorus of the Hebrew Slaves, as it's known in England, It's a well-loved number that's almost a second national anthem in Italy. Members of the audience at early performances recognised themselves, mid-19th century Italians ruled by Austrians, and the ancient Hebrews captured by Babylonians. Classical music, particularly opera, is a great way of learning about history, but not if you want it to be entirely accurate. The overture opens with a short, religious-feeling chorale. Maybe this is the piety of the Hebrews. It's on trombones, which were considered to be very churchy instruments at the time. And that's contrasted with high drama from the orchestra. But what I like best in this piece is the fast music. It's got a slightly gallopy, horsey, well, outdoorsy feel to it. As befits the subject matter of the opera, It's full of drama and tension, but actually, 
I find extraordinarily upbeat. I think maybe even jaunty is the word I'm looking for here.
Well, that always brings a smile to my face. That's Giuseppe Verdi's overture to his opera, Nabucco. I think it's kind of irresistible. I'd love to know what you thought of it, so please drop me a line to info at cacophonyonline.com or via the website cacophonyonline.com where you can also find details of performers and other things like what's coming up next. Please keep listening, keep telling me what you think and keep telling other people about Cacophony. 